Testing one, check one, check one.
let's stand together. Have you come to bless the Lord? Have you come to bless the Lord? Start again. <laughs> Lord, we lift you in this place. We magnify you, O oh Lord. We glorify you, Lord. Let's put our hands together. We worship the God who was, we worship the God who is, we worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors, he parted the raging sea, my God, he holds the Let the house of the Lord sing praise. 
We lift you and magnify you, oh God. We glorify you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 We lift you in this place, Lord.
Hallelujah. Lift him up and thank you for the blood, church. Hallelujah. Thank you, oh God, for your precious blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Continue to worship as you're singing. Praise the Lord. Is it good to be in church today? I'm waving at y'all just in case you didn't know. Good to see you. I had a couple of people that waved back at me. That's right. You got to love those weird people when you're riding down the road and you're in the country and you just lift a finger to wave at them and they just look at you. They don't belong in the country. If you have your Bibles today, we're going to go to the book of Galatians chapter 5. And I want to deal with the topic this morning entitled, Break Through the Faith Barrier. Breaking Through that Faith Barrier. Galatians chapter 5 verse 6, they're fussing over circumcision and uncircumcision in which Paul writes to them, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith that is working through love. In other words, he says to church folks, whether a man is circumcised or uncircumcised, which is a huge argument among the Jews and the Gentiles in the context of Galatians, in which God says, I don't care. It means absolutely nothing to me. What matters to me is that you operate in faith, working through love. How many of you have seen Arnold Schwarzenegger? He's a little fella. He is best known as being the Terminator. Anybody ever watch that? You may have to give me some air on mine. He's the Terminator. Some of you may have remembered when he got into politics, and we were all surprised when he became the new governor of the liberal state of California. I was scrolling through social media the other day. I don't even remember which one it was, but, but I saw a picture of old Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is not present time at 76 or however old he is in his upper 70s. This was a picture from when he was in his prime and he was uh, Mr. Universe. You may recall that. And as I looked, I thought, my goodness, what a man that is, Right? But the thought hit me so strongly, and this is what my thought process is. I think to myself, Jimmy, Arnold Schwarzenegger does not have one muscle in his body that you don't have. Every muscle in his body you possess. He's got a muscle here when he was born. I've got a muscle here. He's got a muscle back there. Guess what? I've got a muscle back there. There is no difference in the muscles in which we both were born with. What I'm trying to say is that every muscle that that man has, I have. The difference is he's massive and I'm not. In my defense, I can't admit to taking steroids either. I'm sorry for all you bodybuilders that didn't know it out there. He's massive, but he spent much time in the gym cultivating that muscle 
that he was able, the muscle mass that he was able to gain. And as I begin to think about that, I thought about faith in the same light. That faith is like a muscle that every one of us possess. And the fact is that faith's muscles grow bigger and bigger. The more that we use our faith, the more that we operate in faith, the bigger our faith grows. Is everybody still with me? Do you know what I'm trying to tell you today? If you are a Christian that never operates in faith, then you are going to be puny in your faith. But if you are a child of God that really can believe that this God is able, as you begin to operate those muscles, you are going to find that you are going to become a massive faith bodybuilder, if I can say it that way, in a spiritual body, you are going to become massive because you've learned to exercise your faith. For every believer today, God has given you this beautiful book that we call the Bible, right? In this Bible are thousands of promises, many of them in which we have never experienced, but God has promised those things to those that believe and can have faith in Him that the promises of God are yea and nay, which means they are yes and no. The God that we serve is more than able. My Bible tells me so. So when we think about God's given us a Bible and then we flip the Bible open and we go to Romans chapter 12 and verse 3, we figure out that every man has been given a measure of faith. Now what in the world does that mean? That means that the day that you got saved, the same amount of faith that it took for you to come to Jesus Christ is the same amount of faith that it took for me to come to Jesus Christ. So the night you got saved, God planted a seed in you, some faith in you, to where you could believe this God died for me, this God resurrected, this God came to save me and to change me, save me from hell, give me a home called heaven. And from that moment, faith was activated. However, the faith that you had when you got saved is not the amount of faith that God intended for you to keep your entire Christian journey. He expected the muscle to grow. He expects us to get to another place of faith. We have this measure of faith when we start out. But as we use it, as we exercise it, every time we exercise it, our faith gets bigger and bigger. I used to wonder how some people, when I was growing up, I had people in my church. I wondered how in the world that these people, they keep doing more and more and more. They do. They keep exceeding my expectations. They extend beyond. I mean, they love harder than anybody. How can you love people so much that aren't worthy of being loved, that aren't fit to be loved? But they love them anyhow. I told you, my mother had a little car business, and she divided that baby into two. And so on one side, we had a desk and a little couch where we did the paperwork. And then those in need that couldn't find a place to stay, mama would let them live in the apartment on the other side. And the funny thing about her was if you couldn't afford it, she didn't make you pay. She 
job. We'll just give you three months and we'll see. And then they live there for a year and they ain't paid a dime. You know what I'm talking about. Those kind of people. And you're thinking, how in the world does she contend with this? How can she continue to help them and the blessed? They are taking advantage of her. The only answer I have for you is faith. Because faith causes us to love harder than anybody else. Faith causes us to believe in people and speak positive things into their life when the world around looks at them and says they'll never be nothing. It is our faith that is developed that we say, no, 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 no. God's got a plan for you too. Faith in us. I'm telling somebody today, the reason why people don't move forward in their faith is because they don't understand the concept that Arnold Schwarzenegger in the physical understood that if you don't exercise the muscle, the muscle doesn't get any bigger. I want to show you Mark 11, chapter 11 and verse 20 through 24. You've read this many times. Some of you could probably quote it. The Bible said, now in the morning as they passed by, Jesus, you know, he had cursed the fig tree. He walked by it. It wasn't bearing fruit. And so he curses the fig tree. When they come back by the next morning, it takes longer than a more, uh, overnight for something to die, by the way, folks, that's been in the ground. The next morning when they come by, the fig tree has dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. And so Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. I like this. For assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, And does not doubt in his heart, But has faith, He believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. All I can do to you is tell you what the Bible says. I can't make this stuff up. This is what the Word says. Therefore, I say to you, yes, He is speaking to the reader. He is speaking to the hearer today. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. And He said, and you will have them. In other words, here's the deal. What God is trying to say to us is give it a shot. It is not going to hurt for you to speak to the mountain. Do you remember in the Bible, there's this guy named Lazarus, he's dead. And Jesus had the faith and audacity to walk up to his tomb on the fourth day. Four days late, he's been dead for three. He walks in there, show me the body. Well, he's in the tomb. To which Jesus says, roll that stone away from the door, praise the Lord. And they're like, you're crazy. He stinks by now. They roll it away. And what does he do? He says, Lazarus, come forth. And everybody got scared and took off running when Lazarus comes out in his grave clothes waddling. And they thought the zombie apocalypse had started a few years earlier than expected. And they're running and they're scared to death. But he called a dead man from the grave. And then when he gave us the power, he's like, you can raise the dead too. And we're thinking, man, that's crazy. But let me ask you something. When was the last time you tried to raise a man from the dead? 
Anybody? I know I ain't. <laughs> Once the embalmer's done doing what, she, what he's going to do, I walk away. My point in case is simple. The reason we've never raised a dead person is because we've never tried to. What I'm telling you is that faith has to be activated. We do not, listen to me, we do not break through faith barriers because we stop at the barrier and we say to ourselves, it is impossible. But God says, when you really believe that I am who I say I am, you can speak to a mountain and the mountain is going to be removed. What are you telling me, Pastor? I'm telling you we need to build this spiritual muscle called faith and watch God do miracles. Because without faith, you can use the name of Jesus and nothing will happen. It is our faith in God, in Jesus that activates the power of God in our life. When we with faith speak the name of Jesus, we understand wherefore God also has highly exalted him. He has given him a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow, every tongue is going to confess, confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. When we speak the name of Jesus in faith, the Bible said that every demon in hell is going to become subject to us and they've got to obey us and they've got to listen to us. We don't have to allow demons to talk to us. All we've got to do is in the name of Jesus come out and they've got to come out. That is what you're Bible says but if you don't have the faith you can speak it all day long and absolutely nothing is going to happen for you if you believe it can you say man today so faith works with love do you love everybody do you love your neighbor as yourself? Do you love your enemy that's been doing you wrong lately? Do you love that person on the job that's always irritating the mess out of you? You don't like the way they talk. You don't like the way they act. You don't like the way they look. You hate the way they dress. Can you love them? Faith, I read it in my text to you. Faith works with love. So when you start loving, the more faith starts working. You cannot get your faith working until you walk in love and in forgiveness. Because my Bible said faith works by love. Now, I've been in church my entire life, and I've been around some hard-nosed, hateful Christians that are always looking down on everybody, act like they're better than everybody. They talk about everybody else, and they're walking around talking about, I'm full of faith, and I'm full of the Holy Ghost. No, they're full of the devil. I am in, on a roll today, and I only drank one cup of coffee, but I'm going to have another one when I got home. They're full of the devil. They are not operating in faith because faith without love, let me tell you what it is, it is absolutely dead. Yeah. 
Oh, Jesus, help Pastor Jimmy today. If you are dealing with trouble today, if you feel pressure, does anybody know what pressure is? Sometimes it comes from your marriage. Sometimes it comes from your friends. Sometimes it comes from your kids. Sometimes it comes from your job. Sometimes it comes from financial distress. Does anybody know what pressure is? When you feel trouble and you feel pressure closing in on you, I want you to understand, it is not necessarily an indication that things are bad in your life. It could be that you are right on the verge of breaking through a new faith barrier that you have never broken through before because you cannot, please hear what I'm telling you, you cannot go from one level to another level without a fight or without a test. You cannot go from this level to that level without a storm. You don't grow muscles by lifting the same weight for 30 years. Amen. You get bigger dumbbells. Amen. You got to have resistance. You let the muscle rest, you get resistance, you go a few more. And you continue to increase until you look like me. <laughs> and my friend Arnold that I'm preaching about today. What I'm telling y'all, sometimes I play Fortnite for fun. Anybody ever played that game? Call me a kid, call me whatever you want. I could care less. I enjoy it and I do it. I have a few friends. I don't do it every night, but I enjoy it when I get. I haven't played the other day in probably two weeks. I got on and played with a few friends. Yeah, they're sitting right here in the church with us today. We have an absolute blast. But there's one thing that I learned about that game a long time ago, and that's that you grow by levels. And back in the old days, if I recall correctly, and I may be too old to remember, but I feel like you got the level 100, I think, and then it stopped. So you went from 1 to 100. Well, now they let you go to whatever level you want to. There's no cap on it, which is kind of intimidating when you're a level 10 and you're playing against a level 1,025, and you're like, they haven't stopped playing the game since they came out with the game. Be a little intimidating. The point is, as you're playing that game, you do not jump from level 1 to level 100 because you had a good game. You go from level 1 to level 2. From level 2 to level 3. Are, are y'all following me? From level 3 to number 4. One level at a time that you go. And what I want you to understand in your faith journey is that is exactly the same way it is. When you grow in God, it is one level at a time. But pressure and the storm can come. Just like that game, the storm comes against you. And it kind if you're not careful, you will die in the storm. But if you want to level up, you got to get outside of that storm. And you got to keep on going. And I'm telling some of you in your Christian faith, there is no need for you to die in the storm. Because all God's trying to do for you is to take you through the storm, through the test. Because you're about to break through a faith barrier you've never broken through before. Keep on going. I got to hurry today. A new faith barrier. So when your life feels like it's about to become unraveled, this is when you hold on to God's promises. I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll go with you even to the end. So 
So if you hold on long enough in this spiritual realm, you break through, you go to another level, you level up if I can say it that way. The enemy does not want you to break through the fake barrier. He wants you to stay exactly where you are right now. But how many of you know there's faith barriers? There's things that pop up in our lives that try to keep us from going to the next level. There are barriers in our walk with God. But we must refuse to live there. We must refuse to stay at the same level and understand that this God is calling us to a higher place. You may have read the story. There's a guy by the name of, of Chuck Yeager. You may have heard of him before. Maybe when you studied history in school, maybe he was in there perhaps. It hasn't been many years ago. The year's only in 1947. Doesn't sound like long ago. I remember when I was preaching in the 90s talking about Israel became a, na a nation in 1948. And I'm like, that was just a few years ago. Now we're closing on almost 100 years, I feel like. This is crazy, isn't it? 1947, I'm already in the 20s, 20s now. In 1947, in America, in the world, something had never been done before. The sound barrier had never been broken until 1947. Many had tried and as they would lift their plane up to that level, they would always get to the place of resistance. They thought they were going to die. So what they would do, because they had never gone to that dimension before, they would pull back on the throttle. And they would say, all of them said the same thing at the time. It cannot be done. It is impossible. The sound barrier is impossible. If we go through the sound bar barrier, the plane is going to just collapse. We're going to die. But one day, Chuck Yeager decided that he was going to get up. And that morning, he made up his mind and said, I may die today, but I'm going for it. I may die today, but I am about to achieve something today that's never been done before. And if I don't achieve it, at least history will say that I died trying to achieve it. He took that plane up in the air, history tells us. He put the throttle all the way down. The plane begins to shake violently as he recalls what happens. He says at one point he even feels like the nuts and bolts and screws are literally about to pop off of that little plane, that jet from 1947. And it is shaking. He feels the turbulence. And he said normally when he would pull it back, because it was getting so shaky and fear would grip his heart. Today he has made up his mind. Pedal to the metal, baby. I'm putting it all the way down and I refuse to pull back. That day, Charles Yeager broke through the sound barrier. Because he refused to give up, to quit. Then all of a sudden, this is what he says after the sound barrier is broken. He says immediately the ride became uh, smooth. There's no more bolts about to come undone. He says, and he, I quote, he says it was the smoothest flight he had ever flown in. He said it was silent up there. It was one of the most peaceful flights that he had ever had. And then as he broke back through, everyone heard a boom. We know it now as a sonic boom, which declared to the world 
that for the first time the sound barrier had been broken through. I want somebody to know today that there is a faith barrier that we must break through like that. The enemy is wanting us to stay at the same level so that we cannot receive from God what God is trying to give to us. But when you get to a certain level, you need more faith. Listen to me. If you need a bigger miracle, then guess what you need? You need bigger faith. So instead of pulling back, instead of giving up, instead of thinking this is going to kill me, you declare like Chuck Yeager, I am going to do it today. Do you know what's going to happen? The plane's going to get shaky. Trouble and pressure is going to set in on you. You may even feel like you are going to die. You may think to yourself, this is absolutely going to rip or tear me apart. But when it is over, you're going to smile because you have broken through a barrier of faith that you never thought possible. I'm going to leave you with this as I close. It is often like this, the bad doctor report we get. A terrible business deal that may happen, a business situation. But it is not an indication that things are bad. Again, it can be that you are absolutely on the verge of one of the greatest breakthroughs of a new faith barrier you've never had before. You will never get from one level to another without going through a test. We must hold on to God's promises. We must believe He is still faithful. We must believe He still cares about me. We must believe that we can throw our burden on the Lord when it gets too tough. If you can hold on long enough, if you can make it through the test, I'm telling somebody to Today. If you can hold on long enough in the spiritual realm, you're going to have a breakthrough. You are going to have a big sonic boom in the spirit, if I can say it that way. You're going to go to another level. And this is the beautiful thing that I love about faith more than anything. When you hear about somebody else getting a bad doctor's report, or you hear about somebody else in a bad work situation, or someone else is dealing with whatever it is that you dealt with and you have went through. It is in that moment. Watch this. There's different levels of faith. Scott, you're at a 50. At the moment, I'm at a 10. He's been through the tests. He's broke through the barriers. And now he can look at level 10 here and say, buddy, let me tell you a little story. Let me tell you about the faithfulness of God. I was going through something just like that, but let me tell you what God did for me. Let me tell you what God did in my situation. It is the most beautiful thing when you make it to this level that with such strong faith you can say to somebody, I know you can believe God for that because He did it for me. And if you can break through the faith barrier just like I did, God's going to do it for you just like He did it for me. Praise God, somebody, today. Let's give Him praise. Our gospel is not in word only. It is also in demonstration. Going to the piano, I'm closing. In demonstration and power also. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5. I want to read a couple of scriptures and I'm going to close. And I, brethren, when I came to you, I did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. He said, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness. I was with you in your fear. I was with you when you were trembling. 
And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit, is that muted? Of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Demonstration. I want you to understand. Is that muted? I want you to leave the piano muted, please. I want you to understand today. We need to break through the barrier of hearing the word and actually going to the next level of actually doing it. Folks, I get up here every single week and I preach to you what thus saith the Lord. I can preach this word to you until I'm blue in the face. But until you actually break through your own faith barrier. Because as I preach this word, I want you to understand how the devil works. As I preach this word, the devil creates a barrier between you and that word. He's fighting that. He doesn't want you to receive the word of the Lord. Because he knows it can change your life and take you to another level of faith. And you're getting stronger and he doesn't want that. He makes barriers. It is up to you whether or not you're going to tear that barrier down in faith. And say, you know what? Today I'm not just going to hear the word. Today I'm actually going to do it. Today I'm actually going to believe it. Because hearing it is not good enough if I'm going to the next level. I... I I get tired of hearing about blessings. Let's break through the faith barrier and have some. I get tired of hearing about miracles all the time or, or hearing about an anointing that can fall on our church. When you hear the word, there is a barrier of breakthrough. Not just hearing it, but actually possessing it, doing it, receiving it in Jesus' name. I'll leave you with this. Faith this person question today he says to the man that is healed in the Bible you've read it he says to him your faith will make you whole it was not the faith of Jesus it was the faith of the man and if you feel today that your life is like that plane and it is shaking it is trembling the bolts are about to fall off you need to say God I am in the storm I may not know what I am going to do but I decree with faith in the most powerful name in all of the world. With authority I declare in the name of Jesus. I am going through the faith barrier. I am going to the next level. Psalm 18, let's go there. Psalm 18 is a psalm written by David. In my Bible, it actually gives me a description and tells me that it is during a time that he's been running from King Saul and God has finally given him victory over his enemy. Listen, he had tried to kill him multiple times. King Saul had tried to destroy him, absolutely hated David. But after his victory, this is what he writes. You talk about barriers. There has been a barrier between David and the throne. The throne was promised to David years ago. 13 years ago, I believe it was. Because at 17, 
Samuel anointed him with the ram's horn of oil. You recall that. And said, you're going to be the next king of Israel. Thirteen years passed by. Who wants to wait 13 years? But David just kept on breaking faith barrier after faith barrier after faith barrier. He faces a giant called Goliath. He kills the giant. He rips bears and lions apart with his hand. All he does is he's faithful. That's all you can do. Be faithful over what God's given you. But one day, the word comes to David and says, David, we can take you to Jerusalem. You can go and you can take your rightful throne. And he writes Psalm 18. And he says to the what? To the faithful. You will show yourself faithful. That's to those with integrity, you show integrity. To the pure, you show yourself pure. But to the crooked, oh, you show your shrewdness. You rescue the humble. But you humiliate the proud. You, God, you light a lamp for me. The Lord, my God, will light up my darkness. In your strength, by your power, in your name, I can crush an army. This is where it gets good. And with my God, I can scale any, somebody say any, any wall, any barrier. Let, let me show you this, and, and I want you to take this home with you today. In some versions, and, and I read different ones, but in some versions, that word is written as leap over a wall. I kind of like this translation better. And the reason I do is because to leap over something is just, whoo, praise God, I made it. But to scale something, it shows me it's not always just a, whoo, we're on the other side. Sometimes you got to throw it up there and you got to scale the wall. Do you know what the word scale means? It means you climb up it and you climb over it. And I'm telling somebody today that that is the way I feel like my faith journey is. When I get to one level, that old devil throws up a wall and a barrier between me and the next. But through my God, I will scale this wall and I will climb up it. It may be difficult. I may think that Saul's going to kill me today and he may kill me the next day. But today, bless God, I'm going to go up this wall and I'm going to go over this wall. Tomorrow, I'll go up that wall and over that wall. I am going to break through the faith barrier. Let's all stand. I'm done today. Jesus, I praise you. I praise you for who you are. I praise you for what you've done. I'm asking you today for every believer that is in this house. I'm asking you that you would help them to break through the faith barrier. I'm asking you 
the devil doesn't want it. That'll mean they're stronger. That'll mean they're even a better Christian today than they were yesterday. But I'm asking you today to help them to scale this wall. Help them to climb up it and over it. And when the next wall comes, we continue to have faith. We're not staying a level one, bless God. There's no cap on how high we can go in our faith. We're just going to keep scaling the walls. Because as long as we believe in you, as long as we trust in you, as long as we declare the name of Jesus over every circumstance in our life, we know that with God all these things are possible. We are overcomers through your name. Sing it, Brian. I plead the blood. Oh, I plead the blood. I plead the blood, blood of, of Jesus. Jesus. It's more than it's enough. More than enough. I plead the blood of Jesus. Plead the blood. I plead your blood. Blood of Jesus. It's more than enough. my defense I claim it over and over again my shield and my shelter it's my defense I claim it over and over again I plead the blood oh I plead the blood of Jesus it's more than
we close, I do want to give you just a few announcements, if I may. Contribution 23, our 2023 contribution statements will be mailed in the next week. If you happen to be new to the church or information has changed this past year, please contact the office this week, Monday through Thursday, and I will be sure to make sure that those get mailed to the proper address. If you haven't changed anything, then you should be fine. Also, for Gap Widows meeting, Tuesday, January 23rd at 12 o'clock, going to have Kim Kearns as a guest speaker. I think I'm even going to be a guest guitar player and singer. I just wanted to mention that. Sandra didn't put it, but I wanted to... I just want everybody to know. Thank you. I'm just kidding. Now, me and Susan and Kim are going to sing a few together. So excited about that. The Gap Hill Celebration Choir meets on Wednesday nights after the midweek classes are over. Immediately following in the choir room, straight down the hallway, you run into it every Wednesday after church. Ladies Painting Party, 2424. Uh, Melissa, raise your hand on the stage right there. Cost us $30 per person. See Melissa to sign up. Make sure that you pay for that, and it's going to be a fun time. After the morning worship, they'll be doing that. Also, church hoodies are available today. We're fixing to put them up. I don't have but a few uh, left, so if, if you can wear that size, then grab it. They're only $20 each. Got some uh, hats out there. Got some free car stickers. You ought to get one of those. Put about 20 on your car so it'll really stand out a lot, and um, I'm fine with that. And uh, we also have some free bands, all kinds of stuff. Just see the kids out there. They, they know what to do. They'll help you. They know better than I do. All right? And also, I want to say before we close down on a serious note, let's remember Bo Sexton. His mother passed away. Bo now has, uh, I know his father passed away since I've been here and uh, recently. And, and also, his mother's passed away now. So we want to say a special prayer for him. Once we figure out the arrangements, I'll be sure to send out a message to everybody. So if you want to attend that service, you'll be able to. It should be this week. All right. God bless you guys. We love and appreciate you. Hope you have a great week.